What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, we're talking about Steve Harvey's junk. I'm not going to lead off with some great big story. I'm just going to jump in really quickly and get right to the point today. The other day I mentioned Steve Harvey's jump video. And so I was talking with a good friend and I said, somebody that I know listens to the podcast regularly. And I said, Hey, have you ever seen Steve Harvey's jump? He's like, no. And, and I said, well, I mentioned it in the other episode. Like, did you get a chance to go over to YouTube and, and did you watch it? And he said, no, man. He's like, I listen to this podcast whenever I'm driving and I love your podcast. Don't change anything. But, um, like, it's just not very realistic for you to say to somebody, Hey, go over and jump and listen to this thing or go watch that thing. Some people might, but for the most part, your audience probably won't. And I got to thinking about that and I thought, okay, fair enough. So in this episode here in just a second, I'm going to drop in Steve Harvey's jump. And I want you to glance down and look at the time on your phone so that that way you're ready and you know right where it is inside of the podcast. Because I think once you hear this, if you've never heard it before, it's something that you're going to reference back to often. So without further ado, Steve Harvey's jump. I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to tell you something that every successful person has to do, including you. Believe it or not, every successful person in this world has jumped. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. You eventually, you are going to have to jump. You cannot just exist in this life. You have got to try to live. If you are waking up thinking that it's got to be more to your life than it is, man, believe that it is. Believe in your heart of hearts that it is. But to get to that life, you're going to have to jump. Now, I'll tell you why I call it jumping. See, God, when he created all of us, he gave every last one of us a gift at birth. He never created a soul without endowing them with a gift. You just got to quit looking at gifts as running, jumping, singing, dancing. It's more than that. It's if you know how to network, if you can connect dots, if you draw, if you teach. Some of y'all fry chicken better than anybody else. Bake pie. Some of you cut hair, color hair. Some people do grass. I got a partner, man, with... Never wanted to go out with us because we stayed out too late. Come on, man, go out with now. I got to get up early, mom. Cutting Miss Johnson's grass. We kept laughing at this dude. Cutting grass. How much they pay you? He got a landscaping company in Cleveland worth $4 million. Because all he do is cut grass. But he was gifted at it. I got a partner on a detail shop, make $800,000 a year detailing cars. He got six mobile trucks running around. $800,000 a year. All he do is detail cars. That's his gift. That's what he loved to do. You've got to identify that gift. Now listen to me. When you see people in life, when you're standing on the cliff of life and you see people soaring by, and you see people soaring, going to exotic places, 
You hear about them doing wonderful things. Maybe you look up the street and your neighbor just gets a car every year, every two years. You know, how is he doing that? Have you ever thought, maybe this person right here has identified their gift and is living in their gift? Because your Bible says, this your Bible says, your gift will make room for you. Your gift, not your education. You go get an education, that's nice. But if you don't use your gift, that education only going to take you so far, man. I know a lot of people got degrees, man. They ain't even using them. It's your gift. But the only way for you to soar is you got to jump. You got to take that gift that's packed away on your back. You got to jump off that cliff and pull that cord. That gift opens up and provides the soar. If you don't ever use it, you're going to just go to work. And if you're getting up going to work on a job every day that you hate going to, that ain't living, man. You just existed. At one point in time, you ought to see what living's like. But the only way to see what living's like, you got to jump. And here's the problem. Let me just be real with you. When you first jump, let me tell you something. Your parachute will not open right away. I, I'm sorry. I, I wish I could tell you it did, but it don't. When you jump, it's not going to open right away. You're going to hit them rocks. You're going to get some skin tore off on them cliffs. You're going to get all your clothes tore off. You're going to get some cuts on you. You're going to be bleeding pretty bad. But eventually, eventually, the parachute has to open. That is a promise of God. That ain't a theory. That's a promise. His promises is true, because listen to me. You cannot name one single thing God has not gotten you through. Name it. And if he ain't got you through it, he currently pulling you through it right now. And the living proof of it is you sitting in here. If he hadn't got you through it, you wouldn't even be here. So if he ain't never not got you through it, why would he not let your parachute open? He, it has to open, man. But it, it, you've got to jump, though. Now, here's another thing. You can play it safe and deal without the cuts and the tears. And you can stand on that cliff of life forever safe. But if you don't jump, i got another promise I can make you. Your parachute will never open. You'll never know. You never know what God really had for you. See, your God has a wonderful life for you. Once again, I'm going to refer to your Bible. Now, you go down there, you memorize these scriptures, you don't apply them to yourself. Your Bible says that he comes to give you life and give you life more abundantly. If I were you, I would jump. Because that's the only way to get to that abundant life. You got to jump, man. You got to take a chance. Now, when I get through talking, there are those of you who have discussed this in the car. Well, I got bills, and I got, I got bills. I, whether you stay on the cliff or you jump, you're going to have bills. Well, if I quit my job, I'm going to ruin my credit. If you got a job, you're living check to check. Even if you got A1 credit, you can't buy nothing else no damn way. At one point in time, man, do yourself a favor. Go, go see what God really do. God hold you up, man. He ain't going to let you fall. He ain't bring you this far and let you fall. Do yourself a favor, man. Before you leave this world, before you die, 
jump. Just jump one time. Just jump. Thank you very much. Wow, right? There's some truth bombs in there. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is, your gifts will make room for you. And when he said that in there, it literally caught my attention the first time I ever heard it. I'm like, yes, I completely agree. Whatever it is that you're really good at, like the world will make room for you inside of your giftings. And you hear me preach about the intersection of your gifts and, <clears throat> and your passions and your skill sets and where all those things come together, like there's a successful collision inside of your world. But I love how Steve says, Hey, just jump. And the truth is, is, is that for everyone, entrepreneurship isn't the answer. But I worked with a guy a long time ago and he would, he like, when people would be complaining, he would say something like, I come to work because I choose to. I come to work because I choose to. Like this was just a continuous mantra for this guy. And so finally one day I said, you know what? You act like you come to work because you want to, but everybody needs a check. You're here because you need the money. I'm here because I need the money. So in a way, we we are trapped. We don't come here because we need to. We come here because we have to. And this was an older guy. He was in his 50s and he got super serious with me. Now, I, I need to back up here a little bit. This is an older guy. He was in his 50s when I was in my early 20s. He was an older guy. I'm a lot closer to that now. So anyway, he got super serious with me. He looked me dead in the eyes and he said, look, I don't brag about it because it's not that big of a deal. But about a decade ago, I started making candles in my basement. I made it because it was a fun little hobby and we liked candles and we started to put them in my house and we experimented with different fragrances. And then I started to sell them to friends and family. I gave them some as gifts and people just loved them and they wanted more and they wanted more and they wanted more. I saved all the money. I didn't spend any of the money that I made. And I just kept pouring my money back into my little candle business in my basement. And then I, I thought, well, everybody loves my candles. So I loaded up a backpack with six or eight of the, my best flavors. And I went into a couple convenience stores. I asked to speak to the owner. I pulled out my candles. I let them smell. I said, I'll build a little really cute looking looking crate display over here. I'll put the candles in here. You don't have to even pay me until you sell them. And of course, everybody said yes. And I had been saving my money from everything that I sold. And so for me, I was able to fund those and, and, and I grew that business in my basement. That's what he was saying to me. Not with very much passion, but that's what he was saying to me. And I'm sitting there getting excited. Like I have no idea. I was just giddy. I didn't realize what my gifts were and what my talents were and what my skill sets were at the time. I was still trying to figure it out. Like a lot of you, you're still trying to figure it out. But when he was talking about this journey of starting from nothing and growing into something, I started to get excited. And he continued and he said, and so I kept just expanding and all the money I made, I just put back in it, put back in it, put back in it until I didn't need to grow the business anymore. Then I just started putting the money in the bank, putting the money in the bank. I didn't live off of any of it. And he said, so today standing here looking at you, I'm just going to tell you I'm here because I want to be because I make more money selling candles outside of work than I make here at work. And I've got a little bit further that I want to go so that I can cover my insurance expenses and then I won't be back. And about 60 or 90 days later, he quit. 
and he was stressed and his he just looked wore down like you saw age in his face and he was burning it at both ends and he had been for a decade he shared that with me but he leaped long before he quit and that's the one thing that I want to add to what Steve said. It's the one takeaway that I want you to have when you're thinking about this, when you're pondering this conversation. What could I do without burning the boats? How could I leverage my giftings outside of my current job or my current situation? Maybe my current business. For me, this journey of podcasting and writing a book and speaking and doing the things that I love to do and that my heart is in this has all been alongside running a car dealership. For him, it was working in a factory called Wire Rope. And he built that alongside of what he was doing. This isn't something that I preach. This is something that I practice. I don't burn the walls down until there's a new kingdom standing there. And that was a great lesson that I learned from this guy. He looked old and he looked tired and he looked wore down and, and he had been working so hard for a decade. I saw that man a year later, one year later, 20 pounds lighter, clean shaven and as happy as could be. The pressure and the stress of clocking in, most people think is way easier than being an entrepreneur. But the fact is, is that that's just not true. Selling something, delivering value, delivering your goods, delivering your service, delivering whatever it is that you're taking to the marketplace. Feed your soul like a job just can't hardly do. And so in Steve's last line where he's like, just one time before you die, learn what it feels like to live. And I don't think I can say that any better than he did. Savvy. Yeah. I be making these